Kia ora and welcome to this episode of Windows on Dementia podcast. I'm Kathy Perry, Director of the Dementia Learning Centre at Alzheimer New Zealand, and I'm joined today by Dr. Makarina Dudley and Dr. Gary Chung from the University of Auckland. March is the Brain Awareness Month in Aotearoa, New Zealand, so it's a perfect time for us to talk about brain research and the neurological conditions that can affect the brain. In this episode, we'll learn a little bit more about our brains and what this means for people in whānau living with dementia matiwari. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Makarena and Gary, and thank you for taking the time to join us. Thank you. Kia ora. Before we jump in, um, could you please introduce yourselves? Makarena, could you start, please? Kia ora, Kathy. Ngā mihi ki a koe. Uh, ko te rarawa te aupaudi me Ngāti Kahunga iwi. Ko Orofana te maunga, ko Rangihiki te awa. Ko Manukau tuku marai. Ko Makarena Dudley tuku ingoa. I'm a, um, a senior lecturer at the University of Auckland and I am Deputy Director Māori for the Centre for Brain Research. My background is in, I'm a trained clinical psychologist and neuropsychologist, and I've been conducting research into dementia or mate wariwari, as Māori like to call it, um, for coming up to 10 years now. Uh, So hopefully um, I'll be able to impart some knowledge today that might be of use to you. Kia ora. Kia Makarina. Um, Gary, could you introduce yourself? Okay, kia ora. Um, ko Gary Chung Tuku Ingwa. I'm an all-day psychiatrist and I work at the University of Auckland um, Department of Psychological Medicine. I've worked here for oh, 11 years, well, 10, 11 years now, and that was the start of my um, research journey, as well as being a, a clinician. Here, yeah, that's me. I'm based in Auckland. Uh, kia ora, Gary. Well, let's get into the um, a little bit about. Um, can we? Ask, can I ask you both? And I'll start with you, Makarina. What drew you to you to studying the brain initially? Oh well, my the, my history and and um, an interest in the brain goes back uh, a number of decades now, right to uh, when I started um, studying at university, and I attended a lecture by Dr. She was Professor Diane McCarthy at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a professor at the time. And she was she was um, delivering a lecture on um, the split brain and how they would split the brain, conduct a surgery to split the brain, slow down the, um, or to minimize the effects of epilepsy. And I think that was, that from that moment on, I was pretty much hooked um, into this area of research and study and clinical work. So I went on to become a clinical psychologist and specialised in neuropsychology, which is focused on looking at the brain, particularly after there's been some event that has um, occurred in the brain that um, that might um result in in change in uh, in performance and abilities so um we i've spent 15 to 20 years conducting assessments uh, on people who had sustained some sort of event in the brain and um and i've just been uh, and this is kind of just um developed into an interest in uh dementia or matiwariwari which is obviously a specific um neurological condition that affects the brain 
Yola, Gary, can you tell me what um, got you interested in studying the brain? I think my interest studying the brain started with studying the person. Uh, oh. So as a psychiatrist, I specialize in older adults. And, um, and I always wanted to um, work with older adults. Um, so um, and in my clinical work, these are older adults with mental health problems, such as depression. And of course, dementia, um, also uh, we see people with dementia in our clinical um, services as well. Um, I'm particularly interested in how mental health problems and dementia affects the person in terms of their functioning and um, some of the uh, psychosocial aspects of their life um, mm. uh, being affected, uh, their relationships and so on. But these are sort of the uh, behavioral aspect of mental health uh, problems or dementia, uh, but it's all come back to the brain. Uh, uh, my, my research is mainly uh, psychosocial research uh, and um, how to improve the quality of life of uh, older adults with mental health problems and dementia. Thank you, Gary. And I just um, out of interest, I got a bit, I was similar to Macarena. I went to a lecture um, by Dr. I mean, now Sir Richard Fall, and um, the way he presented the brain and the amazing way he teaches about the brain just got me enthused about how can we actually see the brain and the person and how can we move them together, which is what we're going to move into in our little bit of discussion now. So tell me a little bit about the research that you've been conducting or using to support people with dementia and Um, Shall we start with Gary this time? So what about yeah. your CST work that you've okay. been doing over the last um, 10 years of, can you tell us a bit about that? Okay, so um, cognitive stimulation therapy. Um, about 10 years ago, we um, well came across this treatment called cognitive stimulation therapy by reading the World Alzheimer's Report. And, um, and it is a psychosocial group intervention. And it's a very structured, it's based on the manual developed in the UK. And when I read the World Alzheimer's Report, they talk about it being as effective as some of the anti-dementia medication. And that's because my interest in um, how to improve um, the quality of life of older adults, um, and in this situation, people with dementia, um, and I question why when we having, why we didn't have this treatment uh, mm. available in New Zealand. So that sort of started the CST journey, um, working with UCATBE, of course, uh, bringing uh, CST uh, to New Zealand um, and learn from the experts in the UK um, how to deliver this treatment. Yeah, and later on, we work with Macalina um, and, uh, and we'll talk more about the adaptation to Māori. Uh, but that's, yeah, and we've done a lot of training um, across the Mutu and, mm. um, and just hearing story about people adopting uh, CST in their mm. practice. And because Kathy and I can't run groups up and down the countries, we rely on facilitators. And so our role is really how to make sure um, um, facilitators are using the uh, treatment correctly and adhere to the principles of this treatment because it's an evidence-based treat, 
evidence-based treatment. And uh, so it comes back to my interest in improving older people's quality of life uh, yeah. by delivering and having this treatment available to older adults with the dementia. Um, and, um, and that just really, um, yeah. Uh, this please with what we've done in the last 10 years on, on this mahi, yes. Very much so. Um, and I, I guess that's a good lot now to get uh, you, Makarena, if you're able to share a little bit about your um, journey in this in the CST um, yeah. area. Thanks, Kathy. Um, so my, uh, being Māori myself, um, obviously I have a, a particular interest in studying uh, dementia or mati wari wari and its impact on Māori. Um, why? Because um, I have, uh, like a lot of us, we have such a huge amount of aroha and respect for our elders. Um, we put our elders in, in Māori society up on a pedestal where they belong because they've done so much for us. They're always worrying about rangatahi or tamariki or mukapuna. Uh, and I think it's, you know, it's time to pay back. Mm. And I'm just feeling, I feel really honoured that I can be hopefully of some you know part of that um giving back and 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 this is a way of kind of showing uh, our gratitude to our komata of course there are the practical implications in that there are more and more uh, komata who are living with mate wariwari so the upside is that um, our older older people are living longer. The downside is they um, unfortunately are, are presenting with more age-related diseases such as matiwariwari. But um, <clears throat> so um, I like to keep my kind of research very practical, pragmatic, pragmatically uh, focused. So I guess there are four areas that um, I've um, I have. Uh, focus my energy on and that is in developing an app uh, a mobile app for uh, providing information and um, education for whānau living with mate wari wari. Um, I'm also involved in uh, uh, developing a diagnostic tool or a screening tool that is uh, appropriate and valid for um, detecting uh, mate wari wari in Māori whānau. Um, as Gary has mentioned, I'm involved with Gary and uh, Kathy in the development or the adaptation of the cognitive stimulation therapy program uh, to uh, make it suitable and appropriate um, and relevant for a Māori population. And we uh, have also just uh, begun a, a health research council funded uh, project, which is quite a large project to um, to conduct a prevalence study throughout the mutu to find out, in fact, how many Māori are living with mate wari wari. And so this is kind of like a door-to-door-knocking exercise, although we won't be knocking on every single door, but we will be uh, going around the country. And So central to any understanding any disease is knowing the extent that it exists out in the community. And of course, that informs, um, you know, dementia services, policy makers. And mm. so we're very excited about that. And that gets underway uh, next in May in Kaitaia as our first site of data collection. That's fantastic. I love the idea of having the prevalence study. We've been so waiting for something like that in, our, in Aotearoa. Uh, so it's exciting that the Māori got funded um, yes, for this yes. project. Um, well done, 
um, it just shows you the standard of um, research that is coming out in yeah. New Zealand around um, um, dementia and matiwariwari. Um, so yes, well and, done. And hopefully it'll be uh, followed up shortly with a, uh, a national prevalence study for non-Māori, for Pākehā, mm -hmm. for Pacifica, um, for our Asian population. Uh, and you know, then we can get a really good understanding because at the moment it's it's quite it's based on guesstimations. We don't we've never mm. as as it's indicated we've never had a prevalence study, so we don't no. actually know. And it's all our data is based on you know a, a data that's been brought in from overseas. Mm. So yeah, well that's that's fantastic. I'm loving what we're all doing in this area, um, and trying to actually improve the quality of life for Māori and non-Māori who are living, and the whānau as well. We can't forget that the whānau and carers are also terribly involved um, and also are very interested in things like psychosocial therapies such as CST. So what do you think, I'm just moving slightly away from um, the current interventions for people with multi wali wali. Uh, what do you think we can do to keep our brains healthy? Um, uh, I often get that question. So um, I think we'll start with you, Gary, again. Yes, um, often my patients ask me that question. Um, exactly. So I usually have this standard reply. Um, okay. Three ways. Um, sounds very simple, but there's actually evidence behind it. So keep your brain active um, mm. and stimulated. And, um, and some people may be interested to learn new things in their life. Um, so uh, learning is important to help our brain to generate these uh, synapses um, between our brain cells. Um, so um, yeah, keep our brain active. Uh, second is physically active because there's a lot of uh, evidence suggesting having good physical health is beneficial for the brain, particularly um, around cardiovascular risk factors. Mm -hmm. uh, so look after your, uh, blood, your blood pressure, look after that, take your medications, um, uh, look after your physical health issues like diabetes and um, high cholesterol and so on. Uh, certainly engaging in um, um, exercise regularly, um, and the third thing is keep uh, yourself socially connected with people um, because it's so important. And some of the connection will generate some of the stimulation as well. Um, so a good example is going for a walk with a friend in the park. You kind of get the social connection, you get the exercise and you chat, you, you know, talk about stimulating activity, you know, stimulating topics uh, and debate. Um, Sounds simple, but does work. <laughs> what about you, Macarena? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I just 100% agree with those um, suggestions made by Gary. Keeping the brain active, obviously, is something that we need to be doing. And, um, you know, whatever that might be, um, it can be brain games that you get on your app, brain games you might see uh, on um, your laptop, 
um, you know, crosswords and newspapers, whatever. Actually, the more you do, and the, if you can include a variety of different brain games, that's going to be even mm. better because you're going to be exercising different pathways in the brain. So keep your brain active, absolutely. Um, and we do do, we can do this by, as Gary has already said, uh, by socializing with other people. Just talking with somebody else uh, is activating uh, the neurons in your brain. Oh. But um, for Māori, this is uh, particularly useful because we have a marae that we, um, that we can all come, we, we, you know, a community place where we can all come together and mix with each other and interact with each other. And this is, um, this is a perfect uh, venue and opportunity to, to uh, exercise our social skills and to, um, you know, put into play our social skills. And when I interviewed Oh, uh, altogether over 400 komata around the country. This is one of the um, one of the suggestions that was made, and a number of the komata was said, "Oh, when so and so Auntie Dolly or whoever it might be who has mati wariwari, when she comes onto the marae, she is you know the mati wariwari kind of seems to disappear, and she becomes like normal, mm. like just like everybody else. So we don't need to look after her. We don't need to look out for her. Mm. She is she she um, functions on sort of like a, a level um, that is is normal. And so we consider, we think that anecdotally, we think that uh, being on a marae, engaging in uh, Māori activities such as karakia, such as waiata, such as whai korido, are protective factors uh, around mate wari, wari, are getting around um, the onset of mate wari, wari and also, or also slowing down the process of mate wari, wari. And of course, combined with... Um, as Gary said, physical health. Um, this will, you know, as a package, will will help you stave off the um, the the symptoms of mati wari wari. And in terms of physical health, I've got a student uh, who's a senior occupational therapist who has just finished her master's thesis, looking at the impact of identity, occupational identity on Komatua, um, living with Mati Wariwari. So, and she's come up with some really interesting findings, really positive findings, which we are looking forward to publishing. Um, and um, and I also have um, an occupational therapist who is looking at the impact of Mati Wariwari on a person's identity in terms of the occupation. Excellent. So can I, in summary, I think um, I heard you, Gary, say um, uh, a lot. A mantra I like saying is look after your heart, then you're going to look after your brain. Slowing down the progress, the progression of the disease by possibly attending CST or our new Māori adaption to CST, going on the marae, um and connecting with your with something that you can relate to from your back in the day. Um, so is there anything else that you that comes up that I've missed? Quite like to mention, and Gary, this will um, affect some of the, the people that you work with as well. Those of you who are bilingual, exercise, mm. you know, your bilingualism, um, mm. even if it's like laid dormant for decades it might have been you might have been punished when at an earlier age for using it. Mm. Then try accessing those um, those pathways that yeah. that ability because it, evidence does show that 
um, being bilingual or multilingual can be a protective factor as well. And that goes for um, obviously other populations who who are more than um, monolingual. I think that's a, a really good relevant point. As I um, often say, when I'm doing a training session for CST, you know, there's no point in just going to the gym and keep doing the same old exercises. You've got to push yourself. Um, so you're going to lift extra weights or from mentally you're going to explore um, things that you have um, known in the past. Like, for instance, Gary, you might be able to find your Chinese language and, you know, that, you, that you've had buried because you've been immersed in English over the last few uh, number of years. So, um, look, thanks very much for your insights. That's been absolutely fantastic. Um, and I just want to add at the end here, if you, um, you anybody who's listening to this podcast, either yourself, um, that someone that you are living with the dementia diagnosis or your whanau are living with dementia matiwariwari and need support, there are CST sessions available um, and you can um, get the access to those details on the Alzheimer New Zealand website. Um, so thanks for tuning in today. Nā mihi nui. Um, Kia ora, Kia ora, Kia ora, Gary.